little Doug Strom to start us out here on the great show Lavender Hill here on KZUM Lincoln, KZUM HD 89.3 on the FM or online at KZUM.org. Or perhaps you carry that handy-dandy smarter-than-a-calculator device along with you everywhere you go, and you're listening using that. You know, if you're driving, though, put the phone down, just, you know, tune in on the radio if you can, or if you're somewhere else and you're listening using one of those mobile apps, pull over, put everything away, and then get back into traffic. Be safe. Be smart. And, of course, we do have the wonderful KZUM Archives, which is made possible by listeners like you. And you can find that on our website. That's kzum.org slash archives. You can listen up to two weeks after original broadcast date, and not just to this show, but any show during that two-week period. All righty. Well, let's go ahead and get going in here with things. And starting out first, we are still doing our 45th birthday fun drive. So celebrate community radio and KZUM 45 years strong. Can you believe it? I sometimes find it a little hard to believe myself that this wonderful nonprofit has been around for almost as long as I have, and I hope it's going to be around for many years to come. You can support community radio, KZUM, and shows like Lavender Hill by logging on to the website and clicking the donate button at kzum.org, or you can give me a call here in the studio. That's 402 474 5086 extension one if i'm yammering away about something i'll cue up some music and take that call so don't hesitate no amount is too small and of course the sky's the limit and speaking of kind of the sky's the limit one of uh ernie chambers mentees uh is following in his footsteps by promising to filibuster certain bills and acts that are coming before the Nebraska unicameral. Um, according to businessinsider.com and many other news sources, but this is the one that came up first for me, uh, Democratic State Senator uh, Michaela Kavanaugh has vowed to filibuster every bill so the GOP-led legislature can't ban abortion and limit transgender health care. To quote her, I want to annoy you. Uh, this is an article by Rebecca Cohen from Business Insider, published on Friday the 24th, 2023. Uh, let's see here. You know, I always seem to have some kind of computer problem. Well, this time the computer problem is that I can't read what's on the screen unless I highlight it. Okay, so Democratic lawmaker last Thursday by the name of Michaela Kavanaugh from Omaha, if I remember correctly, uh, promised to filibuster every bill before the uh, legislature this year in Nebraska. Uh, she's quoted as saying on, uh, K, uh, according to uh, CBS News affiliate KMTV at, out of Omaha, I want to annoy you. I want you to genuinely be frustrated to all get out with me. Uh, at Thursday night's session, Kavanaugh was heard filibustering through Legislative Bill 147. She also plans to delay two more controversial bills, LB 626, also known as a heartbeat bill, 
which bans abortions after a fetal heartbeat is detected, and LB 574, which we've talked about quite often already here on Lavender Hill. That is a bill that would ban gender-affirming health care for transgender teens and children. To be more specific, any youth under the age of 19. Kavanaugh told KMTV her fellow senators forced her hand with their lack of collegiality. She also promised they would be hearing from her on every bill being presented during the term. Uh, To quote her, this body decided they wanted me to go on. I don't know what we want to call this, my vendetta, on behalf of trans kids, because this is how the session is going to be for every bill. Uh, She did not immediately respond to a request for comment by Business Insider, but uh, just give you a little bit more information here. In Nebraska, abortions are currently banned after 20 weeks of pregnancy. This new bill would require physicians to test for steady and repetitive contractions in order to figure out the gestational age. If the activity is detected, abortion would be banned, except in cases of sexual assault, incest, or medical emergency, according to a release about that proposed bill. And as you all know from listening to Lavender Hill, reading along on your own with other news sources and what have you, LB 574, or the Let Them Grow Act, would ban doctors in Nebraska from performing or referring anyone under the age of 19 for gender-affirming care, including surgical procedures, granted, um, hormone treatment, and puberty blockers, according to a release about that proposed bill. Uh, To go on a little bit further with that, any doctor who refers or performs these kinds of care under this bill, if it gets passed, would have their medical license reviewed and it would let the children or their parents sue the doctors within two years of the treatment. So, yeah, kind of a broad sweeping thing there. And then, of course, uh, LB575 is talking about uh, trans sports issues. And I'm sure that Kavanaugh is going to be filibustering that one if it even gets to that point. But, yeah, that's what she's promised. And we're going to be following along to see what goes on there. And, of course, if you are a Nebraska resident and you want your senator to hear your thoughts on this, whatever it is, reach out to them. Call them. Email them. Write them letters. Do whatever it is to get your voice heard by your state senator. All righty. In somewhat related news, uh, trans youth care ban is headed to the Tennessee governor's desk, according to an article on AP News from Thursday, February 23rd. Uh, Jonathan Matisse and Kimberly Krushi writing for them. Uh, and I'm probably going to wind up having to cut this short and get some other stuff going here, but we'll come back to it if that is the case. Uh, Transgender youth in Tennessee would be banned from receiving gender-affirming care under legislation currently headed to the desk of Republican Governor Bill Lee, who has voiced support for the bill. House lawmakers voted 77 to 16 on Thursday with three Democrats joining their Republican colleagues to pass the bill. Uh, Civil rights groups have vowed an immediate lawsuit if and when the bill becomes law, setting up the potential for a lengthy legal battle over the coming months. 
We don't want it to go that far, but if it does, it needs to, uh, at least in my opinion. Uh, to quote from uh, House Majority Leader William Lambert there in Tennessee, these children do not need these medical procedures to be able to flourish as adults. They need mental health treatment. They need love and support, and many of them need to be able to grow up to become the individuals they were intended to be. Now, I can agree with most of that there. Mental health is just as important as physical and emotional health. Kind of goes hand in hand. But if that mental health service is pressuring somebody to go against their own feelings, beliefs, who they know themselves to be, then it's not mental health services anymore. And yes, all people, not just youth who are experiencing gender dysphoria or questioning of their gender identity or sexual orientation, everyone needs love and support. And perhaps they are growing up to become the individual that they were intended to be. Have you ever thought about that, Mr. Lambert? Lambert, pardon me, get that R in the right place. Uh, this is just one of many bills, as you can imagine, that are uh, coming across the, uh, the political waves here in the United States. State lawmakers have introduced legislation attacking gender-affirming medical care for young people, even as such services have been available in the U.S. for more than a decade and are endorsed by major medical associations. Similar bills have advanced in Nebraska, mm -hmm, uh, Mississippi, Oklahoma, and South Dakota, uh, as well as many other states. In Utah, the Republican governor recently signed a transgender medical ban into law. Meanwhile, a federal judge who blocked Arkansas's ban on gender-affirming care for minors is now considering whether to strike down the law as unconstitutional. A similar ban in Alabama has also been uh, considered, whoa, I've got things that popped up here. There we go. Go away. Gotta love pop-ups when you're reading something live, right? Okay, so where was I? Uh, da, 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 Alabama has been temporarily blocked by a federal judge on that. If enacted in Tennessee, doctors would be prohibited from providing gender-affirming care to anyone under the age of 18, including prescribing puberty blockers and hormones, and could even be penalized just as under the uh, proposed ban here in Nebraska. However, the legislation spells out exceptions, including allowing doctors to perform these medical services if the patient's care had begun prior to July 1st, 2023, which is when the ban is proposed to go into effect. However, the bill then states that that care must end by March 31st, 2024. I'm assuming if that's with the youth still being under the age of 18. Uh, and there's lots of things that go along with that. It is kind of a lengthy article, and I am going to take a break from that, and we're going to play a little bit of music and have a station break and all that wonderful stuff here for you. And we'll just see what happens from there. So uh, let's go ahead with the music first, since I was busy talking and didn't get things cued. Let's hear uh, Rainbow Body from Sundara Karma. 
And I'd be happy to take your call. Go ahead and do that or hop online and make a donation now. You are listening to Lavender Hill here on KZUM. And we're going to continue talking about some of the bans that have been proposed across the nation. Uh, Referring now to an article on Reuters uh, published by Jonathan Allen, or writing for them, Jonathan Allen, uh, Thursday, February 23rd. And this is kind of going off of the whole Tennessee thing and the Nebraska thing. Uh, The main focus of the article is Tennessee, but there's a little bit more going on with it. Uh, With more than 20 bills nationwide, there is a pushback against modern drag, which has grown from an underground performance art using costumes and makeup to play with gender norms, which flourished in lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender venues, to a mainstream entertainment, helped in part by the popularity of the televised pageant show RuPaul's Drag Race. We've all seen some of that, haven't we? Uh, Performers and civil rights groups have condemned the proposed drag regulations, saying they are unconstitutional, redundant under existing obscenity laws, and would lead to further harassment and violence against gay and transgender people. Wow. They see the bills as part of a Republican effort to advance laws limiting LGBT people's conduct across the country. Uh, Let's see here. To quote Tennessee Senate Majority Leader Jack Johnson, a Republican, uh, in a statement, it gives confidence to parents that they can take their kids to a public or private show and will not be blindsided by sexualized performances. That's, you know, in support of the bill that's been proposed in Tennessee on that. But of course... That's not really what they're looking at. At least I don't think so, and I'm sure many of you as well. Representative Chris Todd, also a Republican, said he sponsored the bill in the House of Representatives after seeking a court order last year to stop an advertised, quote-unquote, family-friendly drag show during an LGBT pride event at a park in Jackson, Tennessee, which he said was a form of child abuse. Uh Uh-huh, that's what he said. Uh, Speaking in the House this past Thursday, he's quoted as saying, it was forced to be indoors and 18 and up, and I was asked to come up with legislation that would make this much more clear. Mm. This month, Johnson and his Senate colleagues passed a bill criminalizing adult cabaret entertainment in public or where it could be seen by children, though it would still be allowed in age-restricted venues. The bill defines such entertainment as including, quote, adult-oriented performances by strippers, go-go dancers, or, quote, male or female impersonators. A first offense would be a misdemeanor crime and a subsequent offense a felony, carrying a sentence of between one and six years in prison. On Thursday, the House passed the bill, which will head to Governor Bill Lee, Uh, who apparently seems to be in favor of signing it. The lawmakers also voted to send a bill to the governor that bans doctors from providing gender-affirming medical treatment, which we just talked about. Uh, Tennessee, like many other states, already has public indecency and obscenity laws that ban excessively violent or sexual performances in front of minors, regardless of the performer's gender. Drag performances typically do not involve nudity or stripping. 
uh, Peppermint, a drag performer who rose to fame on Drag Race, said anti-drag bills were just the latest in a long history of anti-LGBT legislation that is premised on false dangerous slurs against gay and trans people that they are grooming children or seeking to sexually exploit them. Uh, she is quoted as saying, it's a straw man. It's a boogie monster. It's not really a real thing. So they make up stories. The first thing they do is target us, dehumanize us, villainize us, and then they pass legislation against us. As a trans woman, Peppermint said she would now hesitate going to Tennessee, saying trans performers, even when not doing drag, might be accused of being a male or female impersonator, terms not defined in the statute. You can read more about that over on Reuters or wherever it may have been carried over to, as well as the Lavender Hill page here uh, on Facebook. So let's see here. I've got a little bit more. Da, 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 da. That's a follow-up story or related, so I'll just post that for you. It has more to do with Tennessee. Uh, so let's switch gears for a little bit, shall we? Let's do a little bit of minor globe trotting, and I do mean minor globe trotting at this point. Um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, AOC, uh, and many other Democrats have been pressuring Japan to advance LGBTQ rights. Uh, according to an article on Gay Times, uh, if I can find the publication date, I'll be lucky here, but Sam uh, Damshina's writing, pardon me if I mispronounce that name, uh, ahead of the Group of Seven Summit, coming up this May, U.S. Representative AOC has urged Japan to move forward on legislation that protects its LGBTQ plus citizens. Local activists have been calling on the government to legalize same-sex marriage countrywide, and out of the G7 countries, Japan is the only one that doesn't have that protection. While a landmark ruling from 2021 declared that queer citizens should have the right to get married in the country, a Japanese court recently ruled that banning same-sex marriage is constitutional. Currently, the country's constitution defines marriage as, quote, mutual consent between both sexes, end quote, and bans same-sex marriage. The document also states that gay couples are unable to inherit each other's assets or share parental rights over each other's kids. <coughs> Pardon me. Speaking with Bloomberg News, AOC said, quote, I believe as a collective in the G7, it's important to send a message about what precisely aligns these countries. In that context, I think it's critical that Japan takes steps to move forward, or excuse me, move toward recognition of LGBT communities broadly, not just marriage equality, end quote. During last year's summit, which was held in Germany, Prime Minister uh, Fumio Kishida signed a G7 uh, communique affirming, quote, shared values with the other members and committing to, quote, ensuring that everyone, independent of their gender identity or expression or sexual orientation, has the same opportunities and is protected against discrimination and violence. There is more to that article over there on Gay Times, and I'll let you read that for yourself by following the link that I'm posting over on our Facebook page. Another one from Gay Times, and this is a little bit broader globetrotting here, going to Nigeria, uh, and this is under their originals heading with um, 
Joel Morty. Uh, this was published Wednesday, the or excuse me, Thursday, the 23rd of February 2023. And the headline of it is Seven Locations Spotlighting Nigeria's LGBTQ Plus History. I think that's kind of important to take a look at during uh, Black History Month or African American History Month, however you wish to phrase it. Uh, from historic figures to cultural and religious values, the Nigerian landscape is not often celebrated for its proximity to the LGBTQ plus community. For many, Nigeria's history and culture of queerness remains untold. While many maintain an image of intolerance and oppression, the African country has gradually spearheaded progress in a new direction. Notably, in 2019, Nigeria hosted its first ever known pride protest. In honor of LGBTQ plus uh, and African-American history, Gay Times is, is exploring a handful of locations that spotlight the message of pride, resilience, and progress. And I'm just going to kind of briefly touch on some of those for you. The National Theater. The National Theater was one of 15 locations highlighted during Nigeria's first ever all-inclusive month-long LGBTQ plus pride, which pays homage to the fearless spirit of Queen Amina of Zauzau, uh, modern-day Zaria, in, uh, Kundia, in Kunda State, Nigeria. Uh, who is arguably an LGBT plus icon of her time. Uh, the Fela Headless Statue, commonly known as the Liberation Statue, which represents a symbol of hope in Nigeria. This monument pays homage to Fela uh, Anakulapo Kuti. Uh, Fela's spirit was key to the success of the first LGBTQ plus pride protests, which continue to inspire activists today, drawing strength from his words about shared struggle and oppression. The Tawafa Bilawa Square, uh, named after Nigeria's first prime minister, the, the uh, Tatwafa, Tatafawa, Tatafawa, pardon me, uh, Bilawa Square was host to Nigeria's independence celebration in October 1960. This is a significant date and place in Nigeria's fight for freedom, but it also stands as a reminder that the LGBTQ plus community alongside other marginalized groups have not enjoyed the same independence or freedoms as the rest of their Nigerian brothers and sisters. Um, the Agba Meta Sculpture, or the Welcome to Lagos. Uh, Lagos continues to be the hub of cultural acceptance and social movements in Nigeria. In 2020, the end SARS protests spotlighted the brutality the LGBTQ plus people often face there. Uh, Lucky Ikoi Link Bridge. Uh, the bridge is the first cable stayed bridge in West Africa and was the track for the Pride Run, which was followed by an education awareness talk about gender identities and sexual orientations as part of the 2019 first ever Pride protest in Nigeria. The Abuja City Gate uh, is a national monument built by the regime of General Ibrahim Badamasi. Babangida uh, to commemorate the relocation of the seat of power from Lagos to Abuja in 1991. 
the then government bodily inscribed or boldly inscribed you are welcome below the nation's coat of arms these grounds hosted what is known as nigeria's first ever bisexual pride and bi visibility day in september 2019 the nigeria house of parliament or the national assembly complex uh of Nigeria is the democratically elected body representing the people and country of Nigeria as well as holding the government of Nigeria to account. This location was the closing ground for the first ever month-long pride protests in Nigeria uh, back in 2019. You can read more about that by following the link after I post it over to the Lavender Hill Facebook page. Well, we are coming up on another little break here, and I'm actually going to bracket the station requirements with music for you. But when we come back, we'll have some more for you as well. want to encourage you to pick up that phone or go online and make a donation. You can uh, go online to kzm.org or give me a call here in the studio, 402 474 5086 and I'm going to make sure I hit all my buttons in the right order. We're going to hear from Sam Williams, uh, son of Hank Williams Jr. with Can't Fool Your Own Blood off of his Glasshouse Children Tilted Crown. Alrighty, so that was uh, Blood and Passion by uh, Alexander James Adams. Somebody you don't often hear on Lavender Hill, but I threw him in there. He's one of my favorites that I play on the mess. And, well, it was an appropriate song because, well, definitely getting passionate about a few things here. And we're going to go visit Florida. Mm, there's more than one Florida man, apparently, because a Republican state senator down there uh, has uh, introduced a bill called being called being called the Reverse Woke Act. And part of it is to require companies to cover detransition care. Uh, Molly Spray Reagan writing yesterday, Saturday, February 25th, 2023 for LGBTQNation.com. Uh, the bill would leave companies on the hook to cover detransition care, even if someone no longer works there. Uh, calling it the Reverse Woke Act, State Senator Blaze Ngoglia a Republican said the bill protects to advance a leftist agenda for the governor of California, end quote. Wow. Uh, Ingoglia uh, was likely referring to how California Governor Gavin Newsom, a Democrat, signed a bill in September that made the state a sanctuary for families seeking gender-affirming care for trans youth. Uh, to quote Ngoglia again, woke businesses need to be held accountable when offering to pay for gender-affirming surgeries in other states, such as California, because they are nothing more than political decisions masquerading as health care and human resource decisions, end quote. Trans activist Alejandra uh, Caraballo, a uh, clinical instructor at Harvard Law School's Cyber Law Clinic, wrote on Twitter that the bill is, quote, a blatant attempt to eliminate all coverage of gender-affirming care. Um, they went on to say coverage for detransition under a broader gender dysphoria diagnosis isn't inherently bad and I think should be covered. The problem is that they are making this a massive, unquantifiable liability for employers and insurance companies because the liability risk is not knowable. Um, this could require a company to cover detransition care 30 years later 
or face civil legal liability for the cost of care. The indefinite coverage liability is undefinable. Rather than comply, companies will simply drop all coverage for transition and detransition. Calabralo, hmm. uh, uh, I do apologize. Sometimes me and names do not get along. Let's try this again. Caraballo. Yeah, that's a little bit closer, called it a, quote, troll bill designed to encourage companies to stop covering gender-affirming care. She added, quote, it's absolutely disgusting how bastardized the word woke has become that it now literally means being trans. This is such a disgraceful misappropriation of this word from African-Americans who used it for over a century to describe awareness of systemic racism. Uh, trans activist Aaron Reed said the bill's provision, quote, lack precedent in law. And I'll let you read more about this on your own over at LGBTQNation.com, or you can just follow the link after I post it on the Facebook page for Lavender Hill. Getting those taken care of actually quite readily today. Let's see here. Uh, da, da, da. George Santos uh, is co-sponsoring the bill calling for a rollback of LGBTQ plus rights. Uh, this is according to an article by Alex Bollinger, uh, published Friday the 24th of February 2023 on LGBTQNation.com. To remind some of you out there that may not be aware, uh, Republican from New York, Representative George Santos is one of the few gay elected officials in Washington, D.C., and he is once again, the only out LGBTQ plus member of Congress to back an anti-LGBTQ plus bill. This time, a resolution referred to as a, quote, women's bill of rights that doesn't include any actual rights for women. Instead, the intent of the bill is to attack LGBTQ plus people's rights. Santos is one of about two dozen Republican co-sponsors of H.R. 115, which says its purpose is, quote, establishing a women's bill of rights to reaffirm legal protections afforded to women under federal law, end quote. The resolution, though, doesn't include much in the terms of women's rights. The resolution reaffirms six points, the first three of which are about the words or the word sex uh, and how it would be defined as, quote, biological sex at birth and other words like women and man would be defined based on sex assigned at birth and mother and father are defined based on the sex assigned at birth as well. The next point of the Women's Bill of Rights says that federal civil rights legislation uses the word sex to refer to sex assigned at birth, which appears to be an attack on the Biden, Biden administration's application of Bostock v. Clayton County to all federal civil rights legislation. That Supreme Court ruling found that Title VII's ban on sex-based discrimination in employment includes a ban on anti-LGBTQ plus discrimination in employment because it's impossible to discriminate against LGBTQ plus people without taking sex into account. There's a lot more to this article as well, and I'll be sharing that over on our Facebook page for Lavender Hill. I am kind of glossing over a couple of things here at the end of the show. I do apologize, but you know, sometimes we run out of time, even when the phone's not ringing. Yes, it is still our 45th birthday fundraiser, and we are still asking for your support. You can go online to kzum.org, click that donate button, or you can give us a call here at the studio, 402 474 
888-528-5086. With that being said, before I hit play on the last song, I want to share something that might surprise some of you out there. This is another article over on LGBTQNation.com. John Russell writing for them Friday, February 24th, 2023. An MMA, that's Mixed Martial Arts, coach and his fighters have volunteered to provide security for drag shows, or at least in their area. A Mixed Martial Arts coach and his fighters have offered to provide security for a drag brunch in West Virginia. Earlier this month, a drag event originally scheduled to take place on February 26th at uh, Primanti Brothers uh, Restaurant and Bar near Wheeling, West Virginia, was canceled due to threats made against the venue, performers, and patrons, according to a local news station, WTRF. Uh, the event's producers, uh, SNS Productions, wrote on their Facebook post, We were so incredibly excited to bring you a fabulous brunch to Wheeling, West Virginia. We've decided for the safety of everyone involved to cancel the event. We couldn't wait to party with you all, support the local LGBTQIA plus community, and show that a little glitter never hurts anyone. We hope in the near future we can try to be to bring another brunch to the area. And according to SNS, the event had been nearly sold out. So Johnny Hout, owner of Ohio Valley MMA in Wheeling, uh, responding to them said, I volunteer me and a couple of my fighters to work security if Primanti Brothers decides to reschedule their drag brunch. So good for him, good for his, uh, his gym there. You can read more about that on our Facebook page by following the link to the LGBTQNation.com article. Well, since it is almost literally the end of the show here before I hit play on the music want to let you know that coming up on the women's show Twyla Twang's going to be interviewing Chastity Brown about her new album Sing to the Walls on the uh, Sweethearts and Badasses of Americana and Beyond interview segment and uh, fellow programmer Vic Valverde host of Mesoterra is going to be joining Deb uh, behind the boards with some of his favorite women's music for the rest of that show. Uh, stay tuned for all of that. We're going to go out with some Nomaly Brennett here uh, with Dust on the Radio. Obviously a cover, but a good one. <laughs> 